You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is a special emergency episode of Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Bashera. It's just us. Uh, we we needed to get together. We hadn't been able to get together in a little bit. And we, how do we not talk about Joker? Yeah, we got a movie podcast. We got to talk about the biggest movie story. It's I mean, it's the movie of the year. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's probably definitely. the biggest movie story. Like in years, like I don't know. What do you mean by movie? Story? Like you know, like when Avatar happened, it was a yeah, huge a deal. One. Or like you know, when Pixar kind of comes on the map is a big deal. Like this movie is a big deal, and it's weird. Um, I just, just want to say a couple things, and then I want to. I actually want to turn it over to you because I'm really curious Let's your take set on it this. up, please. But um, I went to go see this the other night. I was like in a theater in south jersey it was half empty it was a lot of like bros and their girls and i wish i could have listened to every one of their conversations because there's no way the girlfriends enjoy this movie and i think a lot of the dudes are probably like what well how do you know that the why do you i just say that? i just feel i just this this because i don't it's not a it's not a uplifting fucking superhero movie oh okay which is so why i'm also okay, i'm i'm shocked how popular this movie is because i don't think it's a mainstream film which is what we're going to talk about um but also, I I watched it, and I within the first fifteen minutes, I'm like, this is a fucking masterpiece. And then there was other moments where I was like bored, and I was like, all right, I kind of get it. And then at the end, I was like, yep, this is a fucking masterpiece. And I don't know that I ever want to watch it again. But <laughs> um, why do you say that? Because I it wasn't an enjoyable experience. Like I love. The movie Taxi Driver and I, you know, and King of Comedy is a brilliant movie, and those are both movies that are, are alluded to with this movie. They're hard to watch. They're not a pleasant. You don't put those on when you're having a relaxing Sunday All and, right. and watch yeah. the movie on the couch. That's fair. Um, but yeah, that's enough for now. I definitely want to hear. So I said like we should definitely do this. Um, yep. You don't go to the movies a lot, do you? I literally, I, I never go to the movies. So you went to the theater to see I this? I did. I went to the theater Good and I you. paid my 21 21 dollars? New York City movie theater dollars. Oh, dude. Tom's. I, you know what? I went for the AMC with the big red chairs, the reclining oh, red chairs. Dude. And there was, I did find, there was another AMC that was $15. But for the 22, you got the big reclining chairs. Like okay, in Tom's River Marquee 10, I, I sat in a basically like a full on lazy boy. It was $12. It was amazing. Yeah, basically that's what I was sitting in. But yeah, it was $21. Whatever. Which is funny because part of, part of what this movie is about is how hard it is to fucking survive <laughs> in the city and how much money and just how difficult life is. And yet we choose to be here rather than yep. in Tom's River, New Jersey, where life would be a lot easier. Yeah, man. I mean, I was. I think I was. Yeah, I was in. I was on Forty Second Street watching this oh, that's movie, funny. like in the heart of Times Square. So, so yeah. So I yeah, saw I, it like uh, three days ago now. So what do you? What What are your? What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I I feel like I'm being put on the spot. You're the no, movie I just, guy. I just, it, no, no, no. But I I know you want to get my opinion of it. Just I, so I don't talk for an hour straight because I'm perfectly <laughs> capable of doing that. People like it. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I I, I agree 
that um, I kind of agree with your entire actually explanation of how you experienced the film in the sense that first 15 minutes in, you're like, this is great. And then there were some parts where you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah, come like, on. I, like I get, I get this whole thing. And it did feel a little drawn out. And I think I think that has to do with the tying – a lot of people have said this, but tying back to Bruce Wayne and Batman, a lot of that, the ex- exposition of like yeah. introducing Bruce Wayne, like he didn't have to necessarily be Bruce Wayne for this to be th- as good a movie, the same movie. He could have just been a rich man or whatever. You could have just figured it out. Like I felt like they really like took time to explain the whole thing with his mom being like – well, I get that part. The mom has to be crazy. I know we're getting into spoilers, obviously, yeah, yeah. and all of this. Clearly. I- I'm just saying, like, there was some s- slow parts of it. But by by the time he's on the talk show at the end, that whole scene and the scene before it where he's dancing uh, to get to, like, where he's on his way to the talk show. Yeah. That whole run, I think it's probably about 20 minutes, is phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's, it's not only is this entire movie shot beautifully – um, and very like well intentioned, but that like last twenty minute segment or whatever is 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 like it's exciting to watch. It's uh it, it really is like it, it it I found that part enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, there's I was, a lot of this movie that I agree is not enjoyable. I was all in at the end, and again, so Todd Phillips. I I don't even like The Hangover. I like this. I have a huge problem with comedy today, where it's like. Oh, there's a tiger in the bathroom. Like, what's the joke? Right, yeah. Oh, Ken Jung is naked. Like, what's the fucking joke? Yeah, King Ken Jung is not funny. It, whatever. None of that shit's funny. And so, none of it. Yeah. So I, agree. I had no idea that Todd Phillips had this in him because this movie, the, like, I was I was watching it for like like aesthetically the shots, the way it's edited, the fucking use of music in this movie is it's un- unreal, fucking the, believable. The, 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 the way whole, the score comes the in, the score is amazing. There's a scene where he's you're watching him walk, and it's the the back of him, yeah. and then the score comes in, and yeah. it's like there. I don't even want to talk about the like. All right, so there's a lot of political stuff, and it doesn't really make sense. And I think hmm. the what do you I, mean? Eh, I think that uh, a lot of like sort of let's break this into two parts there's the politics in the movie and then there's like the political Re- reaction respond, to the movie response to this movie and 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 that's even complicated because you have the response before the movie even came out there was a huge backlash response that this was going to cause a mass yeah. shooting people were saying that all over twitter so which one do we want to talk about first because well we have that and then also let me just explain then the reaction once the movie came out I think had had some sort of divisive nature to it. I mean, some people really like shitting on it yeah. for some reason, even though it's like, for the most part, people love it, and I think deservedly so. It's it's great, but there are a lot of people like I've seen a lot of prominent Twitter like blue checkmark people. Oh, like God. it's like it's like it's like in to shit on this movie. To oh, say like, it's like to say it's like fucking like the writing sucks or something. Like I've heard that. The a New bunch. Yorker had two reviews okay. shitting on this movie. Why? But that's because it's it's. Perfect because it's exactly the New Yorker crowd that is most offended by this. The sort of like right, yeah. the liberals on the Upper East Side who you know live thirty stories in the air and have a doorman that they mistreat, but they're really worried about you know the you know the like poor people in the abstract. Right. But when you actually see right. real people, yeah, but they don't interact. New York, New York is such a. This movie made me think about because like again, it's it's. Uh, 
it it's an homage to King of Comedy and it's an homage to Taxi Driver, but done really well. It's not like they ripped off those movies or redid those movies. Yeah. It's also like it made me think of Network. It made me think of all yeah. these fucking seventies yeah, and eighties yeah. movies. And it's about New York. Like, there's a lot of movies. I call it New York as hellhole. There's like a whole genre of movies. There's a movie called Fingers with Harvey Keitel that nobody knows about. That's fucking phenomenal in this vein. Yeah. Taxi Driver is like this movie, like the ultimate version of that, where it was just the late 70s, early 80s in the city was a fucking hellhole. Yeah. But guess who was still doing fine? The super rich people. And that's, it also made me think of American History X. Because okay. that movie too, like aesthetically, you have the very wealthy, but then you have the gr- the grime and the darkness of New York, and you have the like striation of like the super rich, pr- like literally he's a predator on like street hookers. So this guy in a lim- you ever seen American History? Uh, not, not American History. Yeah, you're, you're American Psycho. A no, no, American okay, Psycho. American Christian Psycho. Bale, where he's like literally yeah. in a in a limo driving to like the seediest part of town to pick up a hooker off the street. Like just a juxtaposition of those two parts of New York, because that I mean that's still yeah. Exists I mean the people now. that the first uh, two people that Joker uh, kills uh, are yuppies, and, well, and, and they're exact. I mean it's that New York that eighty was. Well, 80s it's or, funny because eighties, right? So there's a Am lot of illusion. It's it. I think it takes place like eighty eighty one. Okay, yeah, early eighties. Like, there was like yeah. movies on the marquee that would have come out in eighty one. It, def- it seems like they were like the the rich people were like the yuppie crowd, which is yeah. like. 80s so you have but you also have a lot of like actual new york stuff that's alluded to in this movie in a really interesting way so you have um and some of it i didn't put i read in some of these like snarky reviews so the the movie starts joker he's a clown he's an actual clown he's on the street doing like holding up a sign to try to get people in to come to some fucking store and kids jump him take the sign and then they attack him and the fucking piece of shit New Yorker movie reviewer is like, oh, that's an allusion to like the Central Park Five. And it's like, this, what? They, they, they thought it was like, they always say there's like dog whistles for shit. Guess what? Nobody hears, only dogs hear dog whistles. <laughs> the, the other thing too is there was another like famous case that was on the news when I was a kid. Um, her name is, I think his name is Hedda Nussbaum. Her husband was named Joel something. There was, there was a case in the 80s where a woman's, her boyfriend beat their daughter to death. And so she was on the witness stand like during the trial. And literally every every day you would get home at six o'clock and you'd be watching the news with your family and there would be like an update on this trial. And it was a big, huge case in in um in the city and in Jersey where we got New York City news. So when 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 he starts to find out, oh, yeah. so, so we as the audience start to find out that Joker Arthur Fleck is a victim of abuse of the male companions of his mother. Like that's clearly an allusion to this case where the you know woman's boy because she she the woman's on the witness stand being like, well, you know, I tried to do, I couldn't do anything, and he be like, she watched her boyfriend <sighs> like basically kill this this girl. It was it was horrific and. In the in the movie, it's slowly revealed that the mother is not what you think she is. Yeah. So he lives alone with his mother. She's older. She's, I guess, is she infirm? Is she even like able to walk? I, I think no. He's carrying her. Yes. Yeah, so into she, the bathroom. So she is infirm. He's taking care of her. It's the two of them. There's no dad. He finds out. He thinks that Thomas Wayne, who become is Bruce Wayne's father is his real dad that she used to work for him and that when she she told him that uh she got pregnant he basically 
got rid of her. So now he has this resentment towards who he thinks is his father. And, of course, he's poor. He's living in the city. He can't make ends meet. And she's always just obsessing over Thomas And who's his dad? His dad is the biggest, richest, most important man in town. Um, Interesting. So the other main character, too. So Robert De Niro plays basically like a Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm. So one of the, the character's obsessions is watching... The what is the tw- Tonight Show every night? Yeah, but yeah, and the movie starts with him daydreaming that he, he's in the come, audience, and yeah. what and this is another thing too. Like, we have to talk about the political because this movie is political, but it's not political in the way that's being discussed in the mainstream. Like, he he, he daydreams about this Robert De Niro character, and what is he? What does he want? The the Robert De Niro says you're. The son I wish I always had. Yeah, yeah. He's clearly it's very overt, and this is to be honest, This is why the fucking New York media liberals get get upset because what is this movie saying? Like, you know, they're because they're the ones who were all you know all in favor of no fault divorce, like all in favor of saying like, oh, you, kids don't need to be raised with a dad, um, and you know, violence. People are victims, and they, you know. It's not their fault when the, you know kids become criminals, or whatever. Well, yeah, but who who's you know encouraged a culture that made their parents basically abandon these kids? You know what I mean? Like, so he's clearly yeah. There's definitely like a, like a almost um, pro. I wouldn't say pro conservative, but there is like pro traditional sort of like like if he had a traditional family. It seems like he wouldn't have turned out this way. Well, here's, that is the implication. I'm conservative, but what I mean by conservative, my my in every move, I always say, "Well, hold on a second. Let's right. let's look at this. Like the actual. Definition. Let's not upend society. Right, right, right. Just because right. because there's always going to be unintended unintended consequences. So 70s, 80s, there was a lot of like liberation, and I can do whatever I want. Blah blah blah. Breakdown yeah. of the family, and. What what people don't want to believe is that their actions have consequences to other people. And guess what? The victims of I'm going to do whatever I want. No one can tell me what to do was the next generation. Yeah. And that's who this Arthur Fleck character is. And But, it, but it's funny, but it's not just – It's not just that because I was not, just going to say also it's also the system failing yeah, him. absolutely. It's the system failing mentally ill people. That is just like overt throughout this well, film. And this movie is about how they're like, – But no, that's actually happening. Yeah, so that's something that is – Almost like if you're a liberal, you could get behind the message of oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is, that's why I think this film is so interesting, that it's it's not political in one direction, yet there do, does seem to be one side of the political argument talking about this film like like it's um, – the, uh, let, let's put it this way. I haven't seen a conservative uh, give a f- bad critique of this movie. I've seen plenty of like um, blue checkmark liberal Twitter people criticize this film, and I don't understand why. Honestly, I don't I don't get why they all or not all. There's a lot of people that love it, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, people literally said this movie is going to inspire violence. Well, yeah, but th- that was before it even came out. Yeah. So the, so so these people are just like anyone listening to someone talk about a movie before it comes out, like it's just like they're trying to stir up controversy. It's not real. Like So I I I go I always go back to Marshall McLuhan. I don't know if you've ever like read or listened to him. He was a philosopher. He's the guy who came up like the medium is the message is his famous line. And basically he was a, a professor who became very – like at this – again, this is – like he – like in the 70s and 80s, he'd literally be on TV like for an hour talking about philosophy. 
Like that that world doesn't really exist. Now we do that on YouTube. On YouTube, but this was on like that mainstream. World exists. So yeah, yeah, really, yeah. one of my favorite thinkers, and he the medium and the message literally means that it doesn't matter the content that's coming to us. It's the fact that the means of how we receive the content mm. changes us as a people. Definitely. So this this is an example I always use. People will be like, "Well, I would never watch The Bachelor and Real mm-hmm. Housewives. That's trash." I watch Mad Men. Guess what? You're still watching TV. You're still learning about cultural cues and getting your identity from entertainment that's made that's manufactured for you. So the same was true that when people were listening to the radio as a family back in the day. The same is true that when you know the telephone was invented, that the means of of receiving the media changes the people who are receiving it the shapes media. sort of like these um uh, uh archetypes that you see in real life so he basically predicted the internet and how he like he another thing who it, did this phosphor Mar- marshall McLuhan. so he also said like the global village and that's what we're experiencing oh my now. god yeah globalization yeah it's, we're it's, we're all interconnected and, yeah. and people said like oh is that gonna is that gonna be uh peace and he goes no he's like you've ever seen what a village is like he goes they they immediately they immediately attack the one that they don't like right and that's yeah. literally what we're going through so he he there's a talk that he gave where he talks about violence is a struggle for identity so when when people lash out violently it's because their identity is insecure and i think that or it's like they they feel it's being attacked so they're insecure i think insecure, that sure. the same the the way that young men in certain parts of the world are attracted to say Islamic terrorism is the mm-hmm. same way that young men in this country might be attracted to say getting an AK-47 and committing an act of violence because they're, they don't have an identity. They're, oh, they're formless. And what are they, they're looking for a way to either fit in or belong and, or burn everything down. And it's funny because the Joker is a nihilist. Yes. That was true. The Heath Ledger. That's true. The Heath Ledger Joker. The, that's why the Joker is such a great. He's a great villain because he doesn't care. At the end he of the movie, have he, a point. He has he has a platform to say what is it all about and what does he want and he doesn't know all he. So his identity is completely wrapped up in literally clown makeup. That's his identity. Yeah. His identity is I don't know. I I don't feel good. People haven't been nice to me, and now I want to lash out yeah. at people because they haven't been nice to me. Also, too, like he, um, he's asked point blank on the on the show on the yeah. national platform and television show what he, why he killed those people. So he so he becomes like a phenomenon in and he has Gotham, no response. which is New York. People start wearing clown masks. Or people are on the subway. It's society is disintegrating and it basically breaks yes. down into a that's clear a riot and he is and it's funny because he he inspires this thing but people it's people think that like oh a movie he, will trigger I, something or a yeah. guru if if there's that much unrest and there's that much breakdown in society yeah. people are looking for an excuse yes 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 it's not about the movie the movie isn't the source of the issue yeah now now um because art is a reflection of culture it's not like but anyway um the the oh, fuck i had a point there the um oh the way that they 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 latch on to his message and they they participate it's kind of like how a twitter mob starts to form yeah and and it's almost like the joker is a meme you know, like the way memes spread. Oh, yeah. Where like people, cor- they, 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 I don't want to say corrupt, but they, they sort of um, latch on to a movement. 
Oh, yeah. That is not necessarily the sincere start of the movement. Ah. They just they latch on to the, the, the it becomes a cultural meme. He he did he became a, a voice for something he wasn't even trying to say. Yeah, it's it's a cipher. It's better that it's meaningless because then you can attach meaning any to it. meaning to it. Exactly. I went, when exactly. I was living in D.C. in like I think it was like two thousand or two thousand one, and the, it was a big World Bank protest. And I remember I went down there, and people were like, there was literally people dressed as uh, as turtles, and their signs. Why? Said, their science is something like in Nicaragua, the turtle is sacred and the World Bank sponsored a turtle slaughter. Oh, my God. If you go to any Who protest, cares? have you seen the videos of like the environmental protests? Like they're dancing and stuff. It's like anytime a group <laughs> gathers, pe- people are just – there are people like that's their deal. Like they're like, where's, yeah. the, where's the protest today? Let's, let's go down there. Oh, for sure. But I not to like – but not to say that there's not legitimate – protest but this is no, but clearly this, you see the same thing in like santa con yeah it's just like people get behind these things in like because they, they you're right they're struggling to because oh, they want with their own identity they want to identify with meaning, the other people they want yeah. identity and meaning. well there's meaning in all these other people gathering around this common yeah. thing so it's like there's almost an identity in that i'm one of the clowns yeah. supporting this this guy the, honestly the i think that's like i would like we we definitely went deep on the politics and stuff i uh the movie, okay. Aesthetically, I, the movie oh, it's beautiful. is so. Hedda Nussbaum is the name of the woman, and that her she was the caretaker of a six year old girl died of physical abuse. Um, her live in partner Joel Steinberg uh, abused both of them, and the the girl ended up dying. Uh, they oh she was an unprosecuted co conspirator in the young girl's death. So I literally this was on the news every day when I was a kid. Yeah, I think I've and heard about this. When yeah. when they start when you start seeing like the flashback of the mother and the boyfriends and the file, I was like, oh, this is exactly what happens. Because who, like, what chance does a kid like that have? Right. You know, and he just wants a dad. Like it's it's weird to think like, but listen, like you know, revolutions have been you know started for less than that. Like, oh yeah, sure. If people are happy and things are and there's social co- cohesion and there's community, um, you don't have these breakdowns where you have violence and people literally burning shit down in the streets. No, no, exactly. Um, this wouldn't have happened in 1950s America, and that's why, like, it's like the end of the movie. But he, don't you feel like this is a great time for this movie? Sorry to cut you off. Oh but no, no, because of the way things seem to be going in real oh, it's, life right now. It's like listen. Like, That's why Thomas this took Wayne off. is a Donald Trump substitute. It's New York. Like New York still has this this um, aura about it. even though New York is not dangerous anymore. I like it does feel like it's getting grittier. Oh, sure. I was laughing. In the, excuse me, in the theater when they're talking about the rats and like the super like the rats breakdown and, and like it's just like there's more. The city had like sort of a golden age in the '90s and early 2000s, and it's starting to kind of. It's not the just si- this city, though. Like, oh, it's I, all over everywhere. Every, I mean, it, maybe it's an American thing. Maybe it's just Western culture. You know what I really think? I mean, it, is? it does. What? This, this sounds stupid. People don't know how to do hospitality and customer service anymore. <laughs> there, like, there's no like human connection. It's a lot of it is not our fault. Like, we're being programmed. You go into fucking McDonald's and there's a, a machine that's taking your order. Yeah. And guess what? You talk to the girl behind the counter. She can't even process. What's going like? You know what I mean? Like no one is. It used to be that businesses were. I, I feel like I'm talking like a, as if I fucking like was plopped down here from the 1880s. We like human connection, social interaction. Like 
like hospitality and customer service is sort of my my experience. So I notice those kinds of things. So sure. you know what I mean? I yeah. go into Starbucks and I notice how they treat the customers and I notice how the customers treat people. I was in a Home Depot yesterday and a guy com- an old guy comes over and he's like, "Can I just take these pieces?" And they're like, "No, no, you have to buy a whole box." He goes, "But it's just loose. Can I just take it?" And like he immediately gets angry, immediately starts yelling at the people. I'm going to go talk to a manager, huffing and puffing. And the Home Depot employee turns to me and goes, all day long, this is what we have to deal with. Wow. And it's like no one knows how to fucking act. But that's like that's, that's a, a sign of societal breakdown to me. The way – if people can't – if there's no community, you don't know your neighbors, no one knows how to talk to each other, people freak out if you actually try to talk to them mm-hmm. on a human level, mm-hmm. it like – I'm not saying that the next step is fucking full-on riots, but it's not that surprising. It's, it wouldn't be surprising to me if, you know, I think for sure America and the Western world the, like that we think of as that is on the decline. I think it's like been on the, the, the decline, but I do I, – it wouldn't surprise me if things started to get really kind of – bad yeah i mean it feels that way doesn't it feel like shit is like the homeless population in la is like insane here too yeah but it's like apparently it's like there's the bubonic plague apparently yeah it might make a comeback like staph infection oh that's already going yeah yeah. i don't even want to get too uh in the weeds with this but my older brother i mean is i don't know if i've said it on the podcast before but have i Mm, not really well he's you know he's he's had addiction issues He's a, he's a heroin issue, a heroin user. He's been on the street homeless in LA um, for long stretches of time. He's gotten infections. This is happening right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he came from a, you know, I came from the same place as him. Yeah. Um, and we weren't like wealthy or anything, but I, you know, we we didn't come from a place that it was like we didn't have a chance. So this is affecting not just oh yeah, you know, sure. not just the very low, you know, low, low, poor, like unfortunate people. This is, I, I I think this movie came out at a time that was kind of perfect. I think that whoever conceptualized it, if it was um, Todd Phillips or if it was a combination of Todd Phillips and other people or whatever it was. I mean, that alone is brilliant. To come up with this movie and release it in 2019 is is perfect. I mean, there's a reason everyone's talking about it. How much money did you say it's made already? It's it's projected to make $900 million. And that's the most R-rated for an R-rated movie of all time. time. That's that's amazing. And it's so interesting. I I don't even remember if you were saying this on mic or not, but like, for, to take a property that's known, which like yes, a comic book movie yeah. and the Joker, and to basically like, I don't watch superhero movies. I, I I try. I fucking I'm so bored. It looks like a fucking bad cartoon to me. I want a character that I care about and a story that like I can follow. Yeah. So all these movies, I just like I feel like I'm getting fucking inundated with shit. That being said, Logan I thought was fucking fantastic. Like that because that was a real movie that very smartly. Uh, it took um, – how do we say this? It's like I, – I actually heard Stallone say this. Because they were like, dude, how many times are you going to do Rocky or how many, how many Rambos are you going to do? He's like, well, listen, it's a character that sort of you know, – that I created that exists in the culture that I can tell stories about it, you know, different parts of life 
because people know the character. So the story right, of right. Rocky at 30 is different than the story of Rocky at 60. So And the audience knows that. So, they know who Rocky is. So it's like knowing a stand-up. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a superhero movie or you're gonna make a movie in the world of comic books, do something fucking interesting with it. Of course. So yeah, Todd yeah. Phillips out of nowhere <laughs> made a you know a movie that has so many layers to it, it's so well done. And he, it's like a magic trick. Yeah, it's, it's he used really wild. The, he used the joke. I really, I'm like, I, I was watching this movie. I'm going like, because my mom's like, oh, what about this Joker movie? I'm like, don't ever, like, this not for you. Oh no way. <laughs> yeah, my mom would love it, but or I don't know if she would love it actually. Mom, call in. I my don't, mom, I don't my know. mom will call me and be like, Peter, I don't understand what Which they they called me one time. Yeah, mind you, this was like five years ago. And my mom yeah. goes, Peter, your father and I were watching Pulp Fiction, and she goes, Oh my god, I just don't understand. She goes. He just put a needle in Uma Thurman's. I, I don't know. I like. I can't. I was like, turn it off right now. If that part, like, it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> oh, it gets a lot worse. It's yeah. only gonna get worse. It, this movie is not for you. Yeah, she didn't make it to Marcellus Wallace. No, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I, I'm shocked that this movie, but it, it caught the zeitgeist. And a lot of what's happening Timing, right now. Timing. I'm telling you. Well, a lot of what's happening right now is our our the the people in the media who think that their job is to protect us from what they don't like, we're very offended by this movie. And the response to that was, you know what? Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. We want this movie right now. And I don't like there is, I'm all about the go fuck there's yourself. There's been no yeah. there's been no violence that I know of that's no, related no, to it. No, no, no. And if anything, I think again it's like And, and the Joker's not an incel. No. Like this isn't an incel movie. This is a mentally ill man who yeah. was abused. It's like, funny to me because it's like never have we been more sort of accepting of and talking about mental illness and never have we more just disregarded disregarded what is clearly mental illness. Exactly. You used to exactly. like be like, oh no, that's that's not good. Now it's like, well, who's to judge? We can't tell people what to do. It's like, no, th- this movie, like, he's on a lot of medication. He's going to see a therapist. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about the movie aesthetically because it's the cinematographer who I'm going to look up is fucking Todd Phillips is like cinematographer. What? So he did like the Hangover. I'm like, where the fuck? And he nailed this. Also, like- I was like, where the fuck did this guy come from? He came from Hangover 1, 2, and 3. Are like, you serious? Yeah, the movie is so... Wow, that is so... so it's that's so, so well, surprising. It's so well shot. Yeah, it's beautiful. It looks amazing. I don't think anyone said anything about the way it looks. Yeah. Everyone likes it. The composition it. of the movie it's beautiful. is uh, beautiful. It's undeniable. The music and... Yeah. Um, totally shocking. Amazing. I think, And that's great. I think that's great. Like when, when art surprises you like that, like I think that's a, a great thing. Also, you know, it's interesting. We're 34 minutes in, almost 35. We have barely we talked, haven't talked we haven't about Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, so I, I want to... I mean, what, obviously, wow. Like, so what, a, what a performance. Actually, You're saying no? No. So I, I love Joaquin. Uh, Joaquin, I think, is... You don't think... Well, so I right. think Joaquin is up there like two or three best actors right now in his like, I think it's him. I think it's Bale sometimes, and a couple other a guys. Couple of people you could throw in there. I'm shocked that Joaquin Phoenix has never won an Oscar. I he should have won for her. So Joaquin, her is so good. He did a movie called Two Lovers, which is a movie that I'm always preaching about. So when he did the thing on Letterman where he had like the beard and he was like a rapper or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be promoting Two Lovers. He sabotaged the movie by fucking doing all that shit. So the movie bombed. Um. It's by this guy James Gray, who's one of my favorite filmmakers, who like makes a lot of very. 
He makes movies in New York in the 2010s that look like they would have been made in the 70s. So he's clearly influenced by those guys. And he talks about it. He says it. He also just did Ad Astra, that new Brad Pitt movie. Oh, yeah. Because like Brad Pitt's now kind of like, oh, I like this guy. I want to make, make movies with him. But he and Joaquin made a bunch of movies together. And it's funny. In, in Two Lovers, Joaquin Phoenix plays a young guy living at home, no ambition. He is basically suicidal. And his parents want him to like take over the, the like dry cleaning business. He's depressed. But there's two women that are kind of in his life. And he's kind of trying to decide. That character could have become the Joker. You know, like, but that performance is right. I actually, everyone's talking about Joaquin's performance. I found it very mannered and very, like, on the surface. Like, don't ask me, like, I, that's my hunch. I, I know acting. I know good acting. Oh, no, yeah, I know. I appreciate good acting. I, to me, it was him playing at being the Joker. Ooh. And no. This is the first time I've heard someone say something Yeah, like I that. want, listen, I went in there being, like, super gung-ho Joaquin Phoenix and I'm watching it, and I'm going, the movie is better than Joaquin. And I've heard people say the exact opposite of that. And I don't think the opposite of that is true. I'm trying to think if, if what you said is true. I mean, it's a question. There's a lot of stuff that he does. He's not better than the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, not. Well, people, I've heard, I've heard st- said it's like, oh, well, his performance is great, but the movie doesn't add up. I'm like, what, no, are you fucking no, nuts? No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. My favorite movie. My, but I don't know if I don't know if he. I'm not going to say I thought he was bad. Is no, that what I'm, you're not, saying? I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm saying that it's very the performance it is feels on like he's, the surface. It's a it's a I I it's like consciously a performance. Like I didn't believe. Well, that sounds bad. Yes, if you're like a super acting nerd, like I am, it is bad. But for most it, people, well, it honestly, just sounds like. A super acting nerd is describing well, like, bad acting. Like I don't like Meryl Streep ever. No, because I always see her acting. My my acting teacher said you should you shouldn't see somebody acting. But they then should. okay, let me ask you why? Why is she so? Because um, I'm to so, because let me, let me preface tech- it with let me preface it with this. I've always said my entire life I don't I'm not good at seeing. A, a bad or a good actor it's really hard if someone's really bad i could tell it's usually if someone's really good i could tell but there's a lot of gray area i'm not good at this so i am totally open to be like my have my mind changed right now um and i'm not and let me just say i'm not good at this but why is meryl streep so heralded and 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 why do you see it that she's never doing a good job and then and then it's analogous to Joaquin's performance because, again, this is happening where everyone seems to think his performance was amazing and you have the same sort of take on it. Here, I, th- I think an easy way, it's like, I, it's, not, it's not that Meryl Sheep is never good. Meryl Sheep is, she is technically brilliant mm-hmm. in a way that I, you know, if you're playing the fucking violin, great. But if you're, if I'm trying to, have an experience and believe that it's really your story. This is why like a lot of times actors, like they have that breakout performance and they're never that great again because that's your first experience with that person. And you believe that that is the person I know. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes I know sense. that Joaquin is playing the Joker. Now that but can't be not helped. their fault. That can't be helped of that part. But also, like, Frances McDormand, I think, is maybe the greatest actress of the last 30 years. 
her, I, I never catch her. And that's, that's, there's been a couple performances where she, she wasn't great. But when she's great, I don't catch her acting. You're, I feel like you're watching a person on screen living life. It's uh, I, her. Like, I, a, I mean, Joaquin and her felt like that. To, to Joaquin me. is. I'm saying Joaquin is one of the greatest actors. Yeah. Ever. So just not this. Time. But this performance mm. to me is wow. I'm trying to think if there's a comparable. Yeah, I'm trying to. That would be a good thing if you could. Where someone it to is someone. like, it's like the difference between like it's like they call it like, like now he's not dying with it. He he worked. It, it, maybe that's it. Like maybe he. Do you he think he's like almost trying too, too hard? hard. Yeah. Yes, there's not. There wasn't a sense of ease. Uh, definitely not. Like, I, like again, I wh- get what you mean, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and not my, difficult. My I teacher mean, said this yeah. to me. Like, like I was in, ease. I was in acting school when There Will Be Blood came out, and she said, right. she goes, "Look at Daniel Day Lewis. He's playing a very tense character, but there's not an ounce of tension in his body. The actor is not tense." The actor is 100% living the experience of being that person, and that person happens to be going through all that stuff. I, in this performance, I felt like Joaquin was very self-conscious mm. in a way. It's an interesting take. I think I a got, lot of people I can do, are going to disagree do an hour with you, but you this. know your stuff. I mean, I, like, I, like, it's weird because I feel like it didn't. Let me. Nobody knows what good acting is anymore. People want to see. I like, have no idea. I, I say, At least I admit it. I always say, like, oh, it's like. People are like, oh, dude, Leo is like so cold for the whole making of that movie. It's yeah, like, what the so fuck? What? That movie stunk, dude. The I couldn't even watch could, it. It could suck I my t- ass. I turned it off after five minutes. It's so boring, he, dude. He was trying so hard to win an Oscar, and it's just like, have, how about you have a little fun? Yeah, that was a. At least, and that's another thing, too. It's like Joaquin, like, he suffers a lot in this oh, movie. Oh, my God. He's so skinny in this movie. My, dude, favorite, my favorite moment in the movie is, uh, like, so he. It's this is another thing. It's hard to know what's real and what's in his imagination. Oh, oh okay. So that's like we we will get let's we could get yeah, into that now. Yeah, let's that's, start with that's that. That's a whole part of so it. So he meets uh, there's a there's a very attractive black woman on right. his elevator. Just calm down. No, this like, we know Peter sh- likes fuck whoo. black girls. The, the, the ways that the ways <laughs> that the ways so, that, you that had it, to say really the way that his life mirrors my own life is uncanny. Like the Joker. Yeah. When he when he goes, are you okay? He goes. Um. He goes. I don't know if I told you this, but uh, I'm actually a stand up comedian. I oh, I cackled in the theater. Everyone else was silent. Like nobody had a response to that except yeah. for me in the theater. Um. <laughs> but so he meets this single mom in his building. Very attractive black woman. Uh, Zazie Beats is her name. Apparently she's like on. The, I don't know. She's her, on TV. Her real name. That's her. Like that's her actual name. Um. Zazie? Right, right up my alley. Like everything I'm looking for. I mean, not maybe not single mom, but um, so you take it. He, Who like, are you kidding? he's like with her, and she's like coming to his open mic, which is I should have been a dead giveaway. And then you, you realize that he is he is imagined the whole thing. Yeah, that's one part I'll I'll criticize about this movie. I don't think they needed to do the whole scene where she disappears from all the. They they do like a flashback. Uh, to, oh. to previous scenes in the movie, and they show her not being there. Yeah, a- and it's like, dude, dude I like, got trust it. The, trust I the understood. Trust the audience. When yeah. when he was in her apartment, and she was like, "What are you doing here?" and treating him like just like the guy down the hall that she barely knows. 
I got it. He he made her up. She he's mentally ill. Yeah. I hated that they hammered it over the head like that. But 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 there's the other stuff they, that's they, not. They, it was beautifully shot. The way there's other stuff that's not clear at all. Like is the oh, whole yeah, no, Thomas no, no, no. Wayne stuff oh, all in his everything. imagination. Well, well, what about? It might be that here's the whole the thing, story. The whole movie. Yeah. Here's I, which the thing. I don't think here's so. The, well, they do insist. I think it's intentionally ambiguous because yeah. because and and they drop hints throughout the film. I have to see it again. I've only seen it once, but. As soon as he can't get his medication, like the implication is that he can't get his medication. Remember, he's in the oh, scene with the first doctor. I have to doctor. go back and look at it. You again. have yeah, to go yeah. back and well, I have to too. But I remember almost um, – because I kind of under – I had an idea of what the movie was going to be about going in. Obviously, I think most people did. Even the people that saw it on opening night, they, you have an idea. Um, Yeah, so I, I took a mental note when they were like – when she goes, I uh, the, the, what did they say? The board is is canceling our services. Well, however, they, basically he couldn't get help anymore, and he was like, "What about my medication?" And she just basically looked at him and shrugged. So after that moment on, all these fantastic things start to happen to him, and especially seeing himself on the Tonight Show and his clip being brought up and ridiculed from that sounds from an open mic it seems like a fantasy yeah it doesn't seem like that that would happen to arthur fleck yeah why yeah. the fuck would would cameras even be on in the comedy club yeah i mean it makes no sense so we should say and like, they don't explain that part whatever yeah i was just saying so in in the movie he goes to a comedy club called pogo's it's danger fields which is right here yeah 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 in the city and it's funny because, I mean, Dangerfield, you walk in there and it's like 1969 it's, in there. And I remember the guy, uh, Quinn Heggs, who's like the house MC. I had said to him, I was like, I was like, you know what this place needs? Like, you need to like get some TV or movies in here. And he was like, yeah, you know, Scorsese wanted a film. I think, I think The Irishman. Yeah. And they're like, no, because they might mess. I was like, dude, what? I was like, do you think the, se- the seller is a seller because people are fans <sighs> of random con- Like, It was on TV. Yeah, people want it. People come to New York City and they want to see this. Sh- Dude, have you seen the explosion of people going to the Bronx for the stairs? Oh my God! Yeah, that's hilarious. So I yeah. had this conversation with him. I was like, "Dude, I was like, you guys need to get TV and film in this place to be packed." Guess what? It's now. I was like, I, maybe they remember that conversation because Dangerfields is fucking in this movie, and they, there's some stand-up comedy there, and it made me cringe because that's exactly what. It, there's nothing worse than one. They, uh, we, I know me, I'm sure this is true. Like, I'm constantly questioning whether I'm completely unself aware. Yeah. And I know, yeah, in a, yeah, yeah. I know in a lot of regards. It's my biggest fear. I know in a lot of regards, I, 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 every day I do a thought experiment. I think, what if everything, what if I'm wrong about everything? Yeah. <laughs> and what if I'm right about everything? And the answer, the thing that makes me like, calm down is when i realize is that it's somewhere in there but chances are i'm more right than wrong that being said we all know people who are artists who are completely (sighs) unself-aware and delusional i I remember my especially stand-up i had a conversation with my sister one time my sister's like uh best friend was trying to get into medical school or something she couldn't whatever whatever she kept trying and i said to her i was like you know why does she keep doing this and my sister goes you don't know what it's like to really want something and not be able to get it. And I was like, whoa, like that's fucking deep. And you're you're right. And the funny thing is when I when I discovered like acting and, and stand-up was the first time in my life that I really wanted something that I was talented at, 
but that I couldn't figure out how to get, how it. To get it. Yeah. And that actually kind of, it's funny, we're t- like talking about addiction. And like I, like, and I've talked about this. I had like sort of an eight year odyssey where I gambled away all of my money and money I didn't have. I was, Arthur Fuck, I'm living at my grandma's house in Jersey, totally disconnected, can't really connect with women, totally isolated, lonely. And what was I doing? I was going to improv classes and acting school. And I wanted it so badly, but I didn't know how to, I felt vulnerable and I felt insecure and I didn't know why this thing that my whole life people have told me I was good at, I couldn't quite figure it out. And that drove me off the deep end. So when you see a a disillusioned, or excuse me, a delusional person trying to be an artist because they believe publicly exposing yourself and making yourself vulnerable is the way to finally have meaning in your life it is fucking painful yeah and it and it is inherently a bit delusional to start so that's that's why i've talked to some guys who like their lives are not in a good way and and they're trying to do stand-up oh yeah and my advice to them is always get your life together first because this shit will destroy you yeah if you're it's it's so hard, one, if you're already, if you're really good, and if you have, a, you have a center, if you're not centered and you're not sure that you're good, how could you possibly put yourself through the years of disappointment and, and expo- just the exposure? Yeah. Just putting, bearing your ass to strangers. If you're like not in a good way, you will fucking destroy yourself. And the movie literally made me cringe for those scenes because that's exactly what it is. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And he – I got to say the way the, the the shots were done in the comedy club and just the general vibe, they nailed it. Oh, like, 100%. Like, even, especially when like Goldman's on – so Gary Goldman's on stage yeah. in the first comedy club scene and he's t- – telling jokes and they're his jokes from his actual yeah. act Same thing with i Sam loved how they did that yeah and this is just like for stand-up comedy fans they must have loved that part oh, of yeah. the movie because sam's joke sam Marillo's joke is 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 basically exactly as he as he yeah. told it on his hour same with uh gullman and it's working and it's but the 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 vibe of those scenes where you barely see the comic talking and you just hear his voice, but you see the reactions of the audience. I thought that was like masterful. Being done. backstage, yes, you hear it, what's yes. going on in the showroom. Yeah, yeah, you don't even you don't even really see Sam doing his jokes, but you hear it over like. And it's also interesting, it's like really. So I, that was that was very interesting. He, like he Joaquin works at like a clown academy. I guess they're like freelance. Yeah, like the, there's like a little person. So so somebody. it's funny because so the same way in Taxi Driver, you would have had the dispatch and. And all the taxi drivers would have gotten together and they would have left for the day to yep. go drive the taxi. In this movie, they, they meet at Clown Dispatch yeah, yeah, and yeah. they get their gig for the day. And they have guns. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. and you know, Greer Barnes is, yeah, is there. Oh, yeah, Greer amazing. Appearance, yeah. Uh, Brian Callen is another comedian. Yep, yep. So, like, it, like, it's interesting. Using... Well, Todd Phillips definitely loves comedians. Yeah. Personal friends with a lot of those guys. And I like how, I like that he threw a lot of uh, comedians a nod, well, especially he, like Greer Barnes, like him getting a speaking role in the movie. Yeah, he's, like, that's he's huge. He's a good actor. And who's, he's who's a stand up comedian that could have played. The Joker. That's a question I kept asking. Myself. I don't know. I can't figure it out. I don't out. think any, I don't think anybody. Anyone. Like you need someone as, as talented as Joaquin Phoenix to even try to play someone like this. 
You need like there's no way a sta- I mean, how many good stand up actors are there to start with? Let alone could play a I role mean, like this. Richard Pryor would have had it, yeah, but in not him. a chance, dude. Uh, Albert Brooks started as a stand up. He's in Taxi Driver. Is his first actually ever movie role, which is interesting. Mm. A, a serious role. Uh, yeah, I, I have not been able to figure that out. I don't know if any comedian would, could have pulled it off. It does, and, and here's the thing. The Joker has to not be funny. Almost inherently. Yeah. And no I thought comedian Wa- wanted to do that. Well, I thought Joaquin Phoenix did that so perfectly. Like, he conveyed wanting to be funny but not being funny. Almost as if... He was just genuinely unfunny. Yeah. It's like it's hard to even know if Joaquin Phoenix is just an unfunny guy in real life and that he was able to harness that. Oh, dude. It was so perfect. Like, like you really feel for him. You feel for Arthur. And, he, and you can tell, even if you're not a comedian, you could tell he's not funny and he's trying to be funny. There's n- and it's not even – and some of his jokes, I thought this was great too, are written well. Yeah. The jokes are well written, but it's him. He is not funny. Well, because it's fucking they really did it good, man. They like you like the audience has got to know that it's okay to laugh at you. Exactly. And if you're too much of a fucking weirdo or if you're in pain or if you're too angry, you make the yes. audience uncomfortable. Yes. Dude, there's so many people where I've met them. I'm like, there is nothing funny about <laughs> you. Like, you don't have, a, there, there's no, like, there's no funny. You mean, and when you say people, you mean comedians. There's, there there are, com- are so many comedians. There are comedians where I'm like, there's nothing funny emanating from you at Ever. all. At all. Nothing. And it's, and it's funny because he, like, some people are like the total package. Yeah. Like, uh, like a Rodney Dangerfield is the total package yeah we a couple of our friends are like that uh they're just always funny man. whereas someone like a norm mcdonald uh-huh. like he looks if you like just look at him he's like got like matinee idol good looks he's yeah. tall he's handsome yeah but the way he speaks and the way he acts is uh goes against your initial instinct which is sure. part of what makes him funny funny um he's undeniably funny the, yeah. yeah this guy this character there's n- no one is going to laugh at anything he says. Right. Nobody, including the viewing audience of this movie, and also, like, if you immerse yourself in the film, the people within the audience in the film, there's not a chance that there's a mis- someone's going to mistake, mistake, take a, like, make a mistake and laugh. Yeah. You know, you understand? You, you know when a comic's bombing, but, like, people, like, just are laughing. Like, friend, like, the like they're laughing, chuckle. not even laughing at him. But like it, it, it's just so absurd that people yeah. just start laughing, and he almost starts killing. And you're like, "This is ridiculous." I can think of one specific comic. I won't say his name, but it's just like it happens all the time with this guy, where he's just so bad, he's terrible. But some audiences just get this like hilarity, yeah, because it's such a crazy thing that this guy goes up and he's so bad and he doesn't seem to notice, and 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 it's hilarious. The, the, None of that's happening with the joke. Yeah. Like, it's so obvious that he's not. Well, funny. it's interesting. So then, you know, by by really the the weakest sort of, uh, you know, stretch of imagination in the movie, he gets to go on this Tonight Show, which is hosted by Robert De Niro. And so, right, again, uh, uh, part of these fantastical things that happen after he starts, stops taking yeah. medication. He so, gets a, he gets so a who call knows? saying, hey, we'd like for you to come on the show. Because this is after they played his tape, ridiculing him and mocking him. And he's him. not. So, so in, in, have you ever seen King of Comedy? 
I haven't it's seen it. I know. I know. I know. It was like very much inspired. So by. a very like delusional, crazy character. He like he idolizes Jerry Lewis, who plays a talk show host. Jerry Lewis is amazing. And it's movie. De Niro. Obviously. It's De Niro. Yeah. And but at the end of the movie, he gets on the show, and he actually does a great stand up. Oh, set. that's the end of that movie. Okay. And so you you always like you want you the I left that movie thinking. Oh, if only he had not been fucking insane, yeah. this might have worked out. Yeah. It's like it's like if only I had left the booker alone and just been, yeah. and just been a human being, yes. sooner or later I would have gotten an opportunity yeah. to perform at that club. Yep. But I had to go and be crazy and needy and desperate and that's why she gives me a dirty look every time I go there. That's not a true story. But Sounds very you, true. Do you know what I'm saying? That is so it's definitely it's, true. So it's like, oh, <laughs> you, you watch that movie and it's like, you're like, oh, shit. If he had just been a regular guy, this, this, may, King of, King of the, he, yeah. this may have worked out. Not Again, this movie, it subverts that too because yeah. he gets the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. And all he's got to do is be funny and charming. Yeah. And it's, it's when the movie goes all the way in on the darkness. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I – I was like – so again, he kill, he kills De Niro on camera live on TV. He shoots him. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I buy it. I don't know. Buy I, it as, as in what? In as, the context of the story, as a as a like a platonic ideal of like story or like Aristotelian like storytelling. Well, you're, it just, losing, you're losing me. No, what, it, what the just, fuck are you talking about? It doesn't about? feel true. It, the moment doesn't feel earned. I don't know why why kill him. I don't get it. Well, that's the joke. Unless you want it's chaotic. chaotic. That yes, okay. So if it's if it's I'm gonna do whatever is least expected to he cause also, the most destruction. Right. Yes, okay, that I get. Yes, but also he did, I think, take offense. Obviously, is he killing to the, the public ridicule of his joke? Figure? No, 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 no. It's like when you meet is your it, hero. Is it edible? Uh, no, kill the dad. Yeah, it's he's not his dad. No, he. But he. It's a. It's a. It's a father figure. Not really. That was an imagination in the beginning. But that's, so that's We're how, meant that's to how, believe that's that this how, is the, that's how he views. Yes, that's but what, then he that's met, what the but then, but then he his his he 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 makes fun of him publicly, De Niro. And when he actually meets him, he doesn't. He doesn't. I feel like he goes into the thing not knowing. I think he goes in thinking he's gonna. Start to tell his joke and then blow his brains out because he wanted to create a spectacle. That's what yeah. he wanted to do. When you see him practicing before he goes on the show, what does he say? He has that joke where he's like, "You want me to say something funny?" And then he, or whatever it is, and then he puts the gun in his mouth and basically like acts out that he's going to kill himself. Yeah. And he does it like two or three times, and then he reads the line in his notebook that's about like it's a joke about how his yeah. he wishes his his. Death makes more sense than his life spelled C-E-N-T-S, which is actually a really well-written joke, actually. When you think about it, it's dark, but it's well-written. Anyway, um, so you're made to think he's going to commit suicide on the show, which would be, I mean, except for the Joker not existing after this, and we know that, you know, whatever. It would be what the Joker wants to do. Kill himself, blow his brains out, and just create a, create a spectacle for no reason. But it, but a, that, like again, the search for identity, like the school shooter, the, he kills people and then he kills himself. Once he gets the notoriety, and once you get the name, because guess what? Uh, but he doesn't kill himself. I'm, right? I'm saying, I'm saying, a 16 year old boy kills himself is yeah. not national news. 16 year old boy kills 10 of his classmates and then kills himself. Yeah, is national news. Okay, so the Joker 
killing himself doesn't create. But on national any... TV, yes, it does, dude. Oh, yes, it does. He that was his idea. He wanted yeah. to do that. Yeah. Okay, I see that. He okay. did, and then he, I think, on air as he's talking to De Niro, as he's realizing what De Niro. I think it's almost the first time he realizes truly how mean Robert De Niro's character was to yeah. do that to him. Well, it, because it is very mean. Think about. It wouldn't even play in the seventies. That you can't just take a bad, some unknown guy's bad set and publicly humiliate him for it. I mean, that that that's just like that. That is really mean. Yeah. So so a lot of this. So movie, I think he's realizing that in the moment, and he and he decides to shoot him. A lot of this movie I, is people miss the consequences of mistreating people with you know. Yes. The chickens coming home to roost. Sure. So and that's actually there's a question I have. Why the midget? Oh, that's a hilarious scene. So though. what I mean, did that get a laugh when you watched it? Yeah, what I mean did by that, that, get that a laugh? is, I uh, I think people were uncomfortable. I think people were like the entire theater burst into laughter. Oh, really? So I think where and I, I was, I think was, that was that was one of the best scenes in the movie because of how they were able to get a laugh out of the audience after the one of the most gory, yeah. br- brutal killings of all time. I mean, like that looked so gory. So there's like there's two clowns that work with him. One is a uh, not even just a regular size guy, a huge guy, guy who's like he's in every like that guy. Every HBO show uses that guy. I forget right. his Glenn something, but whatever. And then there's a midget, and the midget is is also they they work together. They know yeah, they other. all work They're together. Checking in on him because of uh, his mom is dead or sick at this uh, point. Yeah. Oh yeah, he hadn't killed her. Yet. Or but <laughs> or he had, but he you know he was I forget what who who, who basically cares? they're checking in on it yeah. on him. But but in earlier scenes in the fucking clown depot. The big guy is picking on yes. the midget. So I guess I, I guess when I when I say why the midget, why is did they choose to use a midget for that role because they're showing yet another person who's getting mistreated by yes. society, yes, and is being picked on exactly. And then that he that, sees himself in the midget, and that person is the he says he goes, "You're the only one who, who was nice, who was nice to me," and that's why he spares. It's like it's that's a beautiful because you're scared. You're like, oh fuck, the chain. He's gonna kill this poor sweet guy. The guy is helpless. It's hilarious. And dude. and basically, he kills the one guy out of nowhere. Brutally, so the midget, the midget is so shocked that this is happening. And he's locked in his apartment. And, and obviously, he's like, of course, the midget is shocked. It's 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 so out of character for Arthur to do this. Yeah. Um. So he li- brutally k- kills the big the big guy in front of him. The midget is shaking in terror, and then. Arthur basically – the Joker basically calmly explains he's not going to kill the midget yeah. with blood all over but him. Then the, and then the midget can't get out of the apartment because he's too short to reach the lock. Yeah. And it's hilarious. That yeah. the, and then the Joker gets up and helps him out. It. I was upset. I actually, I, I love that scene. That's the moment that like hit where I was like – it's like – Why Why does that make you, you upset? You don't think – I never thought the woman the, – the hot black woman was in danger – uh, I and she and the mi- <laughs> the midget. I I don't think saying midget is offensive. I think saying little person is more offensive than midget, actually. But that's who that's that's, uh, that's me. That well, yeah, uh, a regular sized person. He's to say the that. only <laughs> other character that I was worried for. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, that's another thing about this movie. You don't. You only care about Arthur. Yeah, you don't care which about is, anyone which makes in this movie. you wonder. The movie if makes the, you the care movie about is Arthur. All, all his delusion. Exactly, and, and 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 here's the thing: the ending scene 
where he's back and he's laughing and and, and, and he's in a hospital. Yeah, he's laughing, and it may be that he was and, in and there the, the whole the, time. The therapist asks him, "What what's so funny?" And he goes, "I just thought of something you you wouldn't understand, basically." Yeah, and the imp- one of the implications would be that he was think all of what we just saw was you know what he was thinking about in his psychotic head or whatever. Yeah, but. Obviously, even at the end, they they hammer it home that it's ambiguous because he's walking out of the hospital and and there's like blood well, on so, it. Did you see the so blood the movie, on his feet? So the and then movie, and then a guard chases after. So him. the movie ends with a joke. So you like so my favorite moment in the movie, and when I was like, wow, this movie is. If you wanted to use this movie as propaganda, it's a perfect piece of propaganda. When he he so he's arrested after he kills De Niro. The, there there are clowns rioting in the streets. They break him out of. They literally slam. Break into him the out car, of a police car, and he climbs onto a car. By the way, Christ-like imagery. They lie yeah. him out. They lay him out on the police car. His arms are spread. Yeah, it's like when they they take the when they take Christ off the cross. I mean, it it, it was weird that they, but they were they were. He was. I think uh, the movie was trying to show you these people were worshiping. The yeah, Joker he's a false point. idol. Yeah. So like, so people, the scene you're gonna re like rewatch forever is him dancing on the stairs, and that's iconic. Yes. But this, what I think the image that makes the movie is him standing on the car. Yeah. Then, because he has now become. That's he when is, he's fully become he's the Joker. He's the false idol. Yes. He is whatever these people that want to destroy everything want him, <laughs> him to be. And it's it's a beautiful image. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect propaganda. If you want to lead a revolution, you could fucking brainwash people u- using that that imagery. Right after that, it cuts to Arkham. Wait, Hawk. what do you mean by that? I mean... How do you brainwash them by using this movie? I mean that... Like movies are not about dialogue and they're not about story. They're about Im- imagery and feeling. And that imagery, some like a demagogue, could use that. I see what you for mean. their means. It's like a. It's okay. So like the just the 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 way it looks the, and the comes man, across. The lowest man, mm-hmm. the the forgotten yeah. man becomes becoming the hero, the idol. Uh, the, which whatever you want. Yeah, That's in that moment. Do, listen, you fucking you hear you hear uh, Colombians talking about. Um, What's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his fucking name? Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Oh, my God. He built us a soccer field. He was good to us. We took care of Like, that's how you become mm. that figure. He becomes a god to those people, and that's how he's able to do what, what he does. So you – like, every like this, it's the reason that fucking Hitler – so you're not. It's almost movies. like it's it, it's showing that it's imagery. movies as propaganda. Yeah, I'm saying, but it's, it's not propaganda. Like no, the no, audiences aren't. I'm take saying it that, that it could like it's so well done that if somebody wanted to turn around and like it, it's it's a um, it's a it's sort of a how to guide <laughs> okay. if you wanted to make propaganda. I don't think Todd Phillips is is an ideologue. I don't think he's making. Oh, I, I think quite the contrary. I think he's making so, the point of I think the, he, the opposite. But I think he's a fan of cinema, and I think course, he's, yeah. he understands the power of cinema for propaganda and de- uh. demagoguery. So he's again, that's in a way, it's like it's an empty gesture, which is what makes it more dangerous. Because the same way people decide what the Joker is to them, you can decide what that use of like imagery and music and everything that the movie does to you emotionally mm-hmm. you can it can it can be whatever story you want it to be right that's what i'm saying like that's why that's a brilliant piece of it could be used for propaganda purposes immediately it cuts to arkham hospital he's getting interviewed by yet another 
uh, woman, black woman. Is it intentionally uh, different from the other so woman, did he but similar? Imagine the looks other like woman, the other woman. Which you think that, or is it just that? It's again, it's this the system. This is what he has to deal with. And then the movie, as heavy and as dark as it is, at the end, the movie ends with a joke. The fucking he, you see him walking down the hallway of the hospital, bloody, like he's wearing. Is he wearing clown shoes? I I I, I don't know. He's but leaving, it, he's leaving blood footprints. It's and then. He, and then you see him run like fucking like Bugs Bunny, yeah, and a, and an orderly chasing him. Like the movie ends with a fucking joke. It's that, like, a, and that's the joke. That's like almost like an homage to the way the Joker has, yeah, it ha- has traditionally been. You know, like I just killed someone. Bye bye. Like you know, like which he is. Arthur Fleck is not like a like a like like the Joker in this until the yeah. like, like he slowly becomes the Joker. But it's just like it takes a while. The dancing, the oh like, yeah, it's a real slow, beautiful way. I th- that so they, the, they show the, the Joker's actually always been one of my style icons. I love green and purple together. And he like when he becomes the Joker, like the orange vest with the red suit fucking fantastic like okay. the shoes like like stylistically i'm like they they nailed it like when he's like a you know like down in his luck wannabe clown he looks like shit when he becomes the joker like i'm like he looks like a million bucks like i don't know where he found that fucking suit well it's the swagger too that and i think joaquin played that so well like, yeah that it, in that part the, is the transformation of arthur fleck to the joker is like wow like the way how confidently he comes out um, out of the curtains when he when he's fully the Joker, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's pretty wild. So what? So it's what funny. do you think? Do you think? I mean, I guess I have to ask this, even though the answer is probably it's whatever you want it to be. Do you think it was all made up, or do you think? Uh, I like it's my definitive. I like my way. art ambiguous. I like right. going back to stuff and not right. like I love I love the way the Coen Brothers movies well, end life for that is reason. Ambiguous. I love yeah. the way John Carpenter movies end for that reason. I don't need. I don't go to movies for ultimate meaning anyway. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, my God, the ending of Lost, I'm like, why are you looking for a TV show to explain life to you? Enjoy it, but I'm not looking for ultimate meaning from it. So I don't care either way. I like that it is ambiguous because the reason that we're talking about it now is because it's not clear. Uh, If somebody had made a movie like – you know, the Joker is how to become an incel. We would have been like, oh, that's trash. Yeah. This is yeah. a work of art. Oh, this is so it's not even a hint of that. It's a work I, I listen, it's funny, I I never do this. I wrote notes the night I saw it, and then for like every day I've thought of something. And I didn't look at my notes one time since we were talking, but I just want to like Yeah, please, please, please. There's please. a couple of them like where it's like identity and violence. He said that. Uh, Trump, when you're rich, people target you for violence. I thought of that too. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. like the fear that again, the the more the more that there's like super rich people and super poor people and no way to get bridge the gap, the more dangerous it is. And this movie definitely, you don't see any middle class people in this movie. No one is doing no. It's okay. either super poor or yeah. Super no one rich. is like doing okay, living a good life. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. Oh, dude, and we things we didn't even get to. There's like the there's the, the Charlie Chaplin movie, and yeah. then there's like the there's like black characters in a black and white movie, and they're being like kind of like it's very uncomfortable. It's very like of the time. Like they're being treated. They're sort of like um. 
they're kind of like I forget I forget what they're doing exactly, but the it's it's clearly showing you how, like how they were like dehumanized and like mistreated and mm-hmm. like they were the entertainment, but they weren't mm-hmm. treated with any dignity. Um, like resentment instead of dealing with the general behavior. I think that's another thing with this movie. It's like it's so much easier to build resentment rather than say I need to take ownership for my life. Like like he should have just gotten a real fucking job. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, like right, get, yeah. get your life together. Well, well, and that's and that ties in with like all this the incel stuff. It's like like learn to be a, a man. Like learn learn to take care your, of yourself right. and live life. I'm gonna just re- one comment on that. I think that's your interpretation, your opinion and interpretation of that because you could also make the argument that he was incapable of getting a job, quote unquote, being a man because he was legitimately mentally ill yes. and dysfunctional yes. and that is actually you know the root of the the, re- the reason why he was that way is because of real trauma like not like any anything that he imagined or whatever like it was it was a direct cause and effect so i i think that like you can't it, it wasn't his fault he was that way is the implication so yeah, I like I wrote. Victim, I think it's that the system victims, basically victim, fails people yeah, who absolutely, are. 100%. I mean, it, it kept going back to this, but the system fails people who are underprivileged. And regardless of how much we try current in current society to, you know, combat that, I think we run into that problem almost every day. It seems on, yeah. on if you watch the news, it's like or, or whatever. If you keep up with politics, it's it's. No matter what social program they're 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 supporting, it seems to always uh, the underprivileged still get fucked by the system. It, it, yeah. it and the rich still find a way to not get fucked. It doesn't matter who's in office. I and I and I do think that there's like that's why I don't understand why a lot of liberals don't like this movie. Like that's a pretty that's a pretty like um almost like. I, I don't know. It's it, it's it's an anti-capitalist message, well, really. I, we're not anti-capitalist. This is a bigger. It, this is a bigger conversation where, like, the the left decided to leave uh, labor and and la- like care, like politics of labor and became politics of identity. So it's group identity and how you you know. Well, and, that's and in real life. Yeah. Now yeah, today. Yeah, today. Yeah. It used to be. You know the the working class, the workers yes. fighting yes. the their bosses, right? And the the left represented yes. the workers. Now you don't hear almost any of that. In fact, if anything, you go to Jersey, you go to working class New Jersey. It's conservatives. Trump they're Trump, they're Trump supporters. Every yeah. I I built a house this year. Every construction guy who owns his own business I yeah. work for is a Trump guy. And again, that that's why these people think this and is dangerous. Honestly, that's why he's winning again. The, the, oh. I mean, the, the, the people I I that we interact with, I, they have no clue. It's I was crazy. Ho- I was There's hosting. A, it's insane. I was hosting a show the other day, and there was two women. I were, were they from? Oh, they were from Austria. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, what's the what's the worst thing that you think about Americans? That Trump. <laughs> I was like, ask ask me. Like I won't. And they go, do you think that Trump is going to get reelected? And I go, um, he's going to win 50 states and Guam and Puerto Rico. <laughs> and uh, they were like, oh, okay. They didn't like – I don't know if they understood what, uh, what the joke, but d- – yeah. But European – listen, when it was George W. Bush, I- I've had Europeans ask me about Obama. Like they, they're fascinated by our politics, but they, they're so – a lot of them have their own Trumps. 
Um, yeah, well, yeah. Oh no, n- undoubtedly. I- I'm just saying. I think that the the pe- people live in 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 cultural bubbles more more so than ever now, and it's oh, it's, it's wild. In New York, you don't even like. I mean, there are people that laugh when when conservatives are like, "Yeah, Trump's going to win again," and they they're they're doing the same thing they did before. It's like. What are you doing, man? Like, yeah, like, they, do you really not want this guy in? Because I don't really want him in either. He, so what, what are we doing? If you told me that there was a plot by Russia to use Trump to make the yeah. American media yeah. and American Demo- like Democrats look like fucking morons. I mean, I, I would say, yeah, it I makes would, sense. I, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, they're, they, it's crazy. But, and, and, but this movie, like, it, it... And he's a buffoon. Let me just say that on the record. Honestly, this movie... I never thought about this in this moment. So the, the the Thomas Wayne character, I mean, he's obviously Bruce Wayne's dad. He, yeah. he gets killed because that's the Bruce Wayne origin story. But this movie, in a way, like, would almost show you how like you need a Thomas Wayne to mm. to, to to like to put the stop to the shit that's going on. And that's I think that's what a lot of people. That's why that's what they think Trump represents for them. Mm. Trump is the thing that's going to protect them. From all this other stuff that they don't quite understand, right? Which is kind of a, I mean, it's wild. It, it whatever it is, like that's what people believe and that's what they feel. they want to, but yeah, they put yeah. that on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I, so what's fun about this movie too? And I, uh, they're like the use of Sinatra in this movie. I thought oh, was interesting. Yeah. So yeah. They're, obviously they're sending the clowns a famous song. It's like an obvious choice, but they're like the song "That's Life." Yeah, that, oh, and I, that's my that's, favorite Sinatra song. It's the only. It's the song only that, good one. It's the only song I do. Karaoke. Sinatra no. sucks, dude. Oh my god, dude, suck so my wrong. dick. You're Sinatra so wrong. Can, my, me and my dad both hated Sinatra. Really? Sinatra sucks, what, dude. What was your, what would your dad like that was comparable, like of that era? Did he like any of that music? Ah, all the bebo bapu me. They the suck. Those people, those people had no. no. Dude, you're he, wrong. You're oh wrong. my god, Sinatra sucks. I, so dude. I'm more of a Dean Martin guy than a Sinatra guy. But oh, oh fucking shut up. So dude. I I wrote a note. It said, when was the last time you listened to Dean Martin? Yesterday. And you're a loser, actually and Sinatra dude. yesterday too. I did. Um, That's life's a great song. The man. note I wrote was Sinatra and loneliness. So and we can kind of end it on on, on this uh, unless you got other stuff. But um, so there's a a great book. One of my favorite books is called Why Sinatra Matters. It's by Pete Hamill, New York guy, newspaper guy. And the book is about Sinatra's place in, in American culture. And the, the, the interesting thing about Sinatra, and he says it in the book, is Sinatra started out as like a teeny bopper singer. Like his audience was like all young women. And it was like, like Beatlemania before Beatlemania. Yeah. And then the war happens. He doesn't go to – he gets 4F, which is like when you – don't have to serve. I think that's what it is. And people like kind of turned against him. They're like, "Oh, you used your celebrity to get out of serving the war." So then he does from here to eternity, which is a a war movie, wins an Oscar, and then he, he like he's back on top after years of being in the wilderness. His audience changes. Mm. Now his audience becomes older men, and a lot of his songs are about loneliness. He literally uh, one of his most famous one of his most famous albums called "In the Wee In the Wee Small Hours." Is it called? It's literally about being alone as a man. And like this movie is about the loneliness yeah. of men. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And it's a movie that I think we're going to be talking about for years. It's also uh, it's interesting they choose That's Life. Because um, if you really think about what that song is saying, it's kind of saying that people say not, like it's kind of saying nothing. It's kind of saying that that's what people say. They say that's life. Yeah. 
okay, but it's also but, about but no, but no, no, no. But like, think about that in the context of of Joker. I mean, are you not getting any of the connection there? Like, how it's random and chaotic, and 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 that's and that's life. Yeah, and it's his situation, his response to that situation, the people he kills, and and and, and how he was abused. That's life. That's that's that. There's no answer. Yeah, no one's given anyone an answer in this film. It's all chaos. Well, and the and the sign he's holding up at the beginning of the movie when he gets attacked says, "Everything must go." And that's ah, I mean, and oh, yeah. someone one of the YouTube videos pointed that out. It's like that's literally what the movie is about. That's oh, that's interesting. Every every and that's the existential fear yeah. of this movie is is everything. That's almost like a revolutionary go. uh, yeah. context when you, yeah. when you think about it like that. This, this has been fucking great. We need to do more episodes. I like the just, emergency pods. Yeah, it's, it's not really an emergency, but it's emergency because we didn't fucking record last week. But um, no, this has been fun. We should do more shit like this. And I think that um, more and more, it, like if we're going to be a movie podcast, we got to talk about... No, yeah. I mean, every now and then, it's not that many nowadays, right? With, I regret that the, we didn't that, do Ram, the new Rambo. Cause I think right, that that's on brand, but it's but like we, the cultural impact movies, I think we have to get on. We could do the new Rambo. We could do it a month from now. I don't think it makes a difference, yeah. but we kind of have to jump on these cultural. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, no, this has been great, man. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. And, um, that's it. This has been another. This has been a fantastic episode. Of oh, last. Uh, I got oh, one, one thing. Plugs. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. If anyone's in New York, I'm going to be on. Weepathon, uh, uh, Wednesday, I believe it's November 4th. Let me just double check here for a second. Um, yep. So, oh no, November 6th, uh, Weepathon, 7 p.m. It's $10. It's at the Gray Lady on 77 Delancey Street in, in New York. It's right off Houston. Um, and it's part of the New York Comedy Festival. It's a marathon lineup. It goes from like seven to eleven, and some of my favorite comics are on it. I, I I'm pretty stoked that I'm going to be able to be on the same show as some of these guys, like uh, Sam Morrill, who was in oh, the Joker dope. movie. Uh, uh, he's on the show. Shane Gillis, dope. One of my favorite comics. Uh, 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 Anthony DeVito, fucking hilarious. Abby Rosenquist, uh, Remy Casimir, Napoleon Emil. Nice. That's I mean, it, it goes on and on. Uh, I, honestly, there's like a ton of people on this lineup. So yeah, it's it's like an all it's it's gonna be a great hang if you're a comedy fan at all. I think I I mean I would recommend going because it's just gonna be like 20 comics hanging. Um, so yeah, and it's my first like New York comedy festival. Credit. Nice, man. So it's awesome. Fun, and that's on November 6th. I uh, I got my big show coming up in a couple of weeks. No- yes. November 8th is a Friday. It's at uh, Ellery's in Middlesex Township. I'm headlining. I have Lynette Palladino and Andre Kim with me. They both have been on this podcast. Uh, both great comedians, and I'm super excited. It looks like it's going to be – like a lot of people have reached nice. out to me. It's, it's going to be a good show, so I'm nice. pumped about that. Nice. I actually uh, – Andre took me to do a private show in the same town oh. just randomly, and some people were like, "Oh yeah, we saw the poster." Like we, because they like it's like the main pub in town. Nice. So people are like, "Oh, dude, we're coming to that show too." Like, oh, and I was like, "Fucking yeah, great, dude. good that, job." We actually, me, Andre, and Joe Mahoney did this like private event. It was like an American Legion like school fundraiser. Hmm. It was maybe the most fun I've ever had in a show. Wow. The audience, like, because that's the thing is too, like, like Jersey, like Long Island, like ethnic, like they fucking love comedy. Oh, yeah. They're yep. there to have a good time. Yeah, real know. people. Yeah, they're. they're all Trump people, uh, <laughs> but that's honestly, it. I'd rather that's perform in front of a group of conservatives oh, yeah. than liberals. The, oh, and I think any comic will tell you that, even the liberals. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's neither here nor there, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna do this again another time. Bye. Bye. That was dope.